0: As you hear a, hear a prayer like that prayed, um, you go, Lord, what are five loaves and two fish? It's just not enough. How in the world, as we pray, are you going to do that great work? And yet, that's why we remember. Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the Lord takes the five loaves and two fish of the prayers that you pray in your household and He multiplies them to feed a multitude around the world that His church might be established. And so we enter in to the work of the kingdom as a family. A small family, but a family that's learning the joy of faithfulness. A family that's learning to remember our roots to remember what we stand on as we celebrate communion together. So I'm excited to celebrate communion with you this morning and to remember with you who we are and to whom we belong and what has been paid for that. So we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 this morning. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Word of God and how important that is for us as we travel through 2020 that we might remember, that we might give ourselves to this word. So we're going to look at the first six verses of Deut- Deuteronomy chapter 8. You can turn there. Let me just give you a little bit of, of background as, as we jump into the middle of, um, of a, uh, a history uh, uh, that, that was being told here that Moses is writing down. But a little context reminds us that Israel has been in the wilderness... For 40 years. And these were years that were meant. To teach them. How much they needed to turn. From their rebellious. Heart natures. A, re- a rebellious dependence upon themselves. To a life of total dependence on the one. Who rescued them out of Egypt. And has given them life and a promise. Of what they are going to Two, that they've been called to be his people. And now they're just about it ready to enter into that promised land. Okay, that's where they are, as we're gonna pick this up here in a few moments. And God is making clear to them through his servant Moses the defining truth of who they are and to whom they belong. And he warns them if they forget. This truth. They will be forsaken. They will be left powerless. They will be on their own. But he calls them to remember that God's purposes and his design for them from the beginning has been for their good. <laughs> They're good as his people, and they must remember. And so what must we remember? We must remember. Well, why is this remembering and understanding so important? And what hinders this from being realized in their lives and in our own? Well, let's look at just a, or you don't have to turn there, but let me just remind you of a couple of points that uh, Moses said before we get into Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said in chapter 5, verse 1, he said, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and the rules that I speak in your hearing today. Hear, O Israel, you shall learn them and be careful to do them. This is a simple gospel message. God gives his people everything they need for life and for living in a manner that's pleasing to Him. God gives it. It does not depend on them. No, the gift is entirely in the Lord's hand to give, and He gives. Man, in humble submission to God, receives the gift of God, the receipt of God Himself, and is to learn God's ways and seek to keep those ways as the ways that honor the creator, the king of life. It's a gospel message. It's noteworthy in chapter 5 verses 6 through 7 that we hear God reminding the people of what is true concerning who they are. Listen to it. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods beside me. They've been slaves to a foreign people, and they've been slaves to a demonic host, ruled by the prince of the power of the air, Satan. God has broken the power of those other gods and has broken the power of the Egyptians' ability to hold them captive any longer, and he has made them his own. And it's all echoed in Paul's words to us in Colossians, isn't it? where Paul says to us, he says, you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and you have been transferred into the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We have been made His own. And it's, it's very significant that we learned in our study of Jude, I don't know if you remember this, but we learned in our study of Jude a few months back that it was Jesus who led these people out of Egypt and saved them from Satan and from their own rebellion. So study with me for just a few minutes this gospel call of Moses. It parallels our own. The need to live according to the Word of God. So let's read Deuteronomy 8, verses 1 through 6. You've heard it already this morning. I'll read it again. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness so that He might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart whether you would keep His commandments or not. And He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, so that He might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. Man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you and your foot did not swell these forty years Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and by fearing Him. Let's pray. Father, we ask that even as we look at these few verses, there's not time to look at everything, but we pray that You would speak to us, speak to our hearts from Your Word, By the power of your spirit, that we might know you, that we might remember, that we might walk in your ways with these few little years that you have given to us, making you known in Minneapolis and St. Paul and around this world. So multiply, take this time and work in our lives by the power of your spirit, we ask in Jesus name. Amen. First verse there, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do. Jubilee, it is the whole commandment that must hold sway in our lives. It's the whole commandment that must command our lives and determine the words that we speak, the relationships that govern our lives. The books we read, the movies that we give ourselves to watch. It's the whole commandment that should govern how we choose to spend the resources that God has given to us, our lives. Are we willing to listen to the whole commandment, Jubilee? Are we eager to have the whole commandment shape our lives and set us apart from the world all around us. You know, the Pharisees, whom Jesus called hypocrites, are examples of how easy it is to give ourselves partially to the commandments of God, but not wholeheartedly. Jesus described them as those who tithe, mint, dill, cumin, but have neglected the weightier matters of the law, like justice and mercy and faithfulness. And he said, these you ought to have kept without neglecting the others. The whole commandment must be kept. You shall be careful to do it all. Note, brothers and sisters, that there is a carefulness that is needed if we are to remain doers of this whole commandment, this word. It's easy to become slack. It's easy to become lazy in the keeping of the whole commandment. The writer of Hebrews warned us to take care lest there be in any one of us an unbelieving heart, a faithless heart. And how does that happen? It happens when we stop listening to the whole commandment when we begin learning our cues from the world around us about life, from a culture that is even labeled Christian culture, we begin learning from that rather than taking our cues, rather than taking our understanding, our knowledge of life from the kingdom of God, from the whole commandment. Jubilee, in 2020, we've got to double our efforts to be households, whether it's a household of singles or whether it's a household with a family, households that are characterized by the Word of God. The whole commandment being celebrated by our obedience and determination to know and to understand our great God, our Lord, our Savior, so that our life and our responses, so that our thoughts, our attitudes are all judged by this very commandment, this Word from God. This Gospel of the Kingdom. Oh, may it come. And may His will be done in our lives in 2020. Well, we often think of religious people as kind of stuffy. Lifeless. We interpret being careful as... It just kind of lacks adventure, you know? I don't see motorcycle in that. Lacks adventure. But I want you to look at the reason here in the text. The reason here in the text that Moses gives us for demanding their obedience and their careful attention to the whole commandment of God. What does it say? That you may live. That you may live. There's adventure in this, guys. That you may live. You may have life. That you may multiply. That you may go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Can you hear Jesus speaking? Can you hear Him speaking to His disciples, calling them away from anxious living? When He said, It is the Father's good pleasure, little flock to give you the kingdom. God's design for His people is one of life. It's one of growth. It's one of filling the land with His good purposes. I was given a book this Christmas um, from my son, Seth, who is going to sit with Dana in a class this next semester. But it's a book called The Band of Brothers, or A Band of Brothers. I already read it. I already finished it. But there's a little bit of of something that can help us potentially see what we're called to. Their mission of coming together as a group of about 140 men in a unit was to defeat an enemy and liberate a people. They were some of the best equipped soldiers both in preparation and in equipment. But the success of their mission rested on one very important reality. They had to know the whole commandment. And they had to be careful to obey it to a T. Their lives depended on each other fulfilling, carefully carrying out that whole code or commandment perfectly. Because in the midst of a firefight, in the midst of pitch blackness where they are marching into an enemy territory, if one of them froze or if one of them forgot, their lives and the lives of their friends were put into danger. The mission objective for them was life, was overcoming an enemy. It was filling the land with good purposes, but it all hinged on keeping the whole commandment central in their lives. And there are a number of instances in the book where, men strayed from the code and they were either killed or their buddies were killed in the fight because they were not willing to stick to and remember and carefully do the whole commandment. The good object or objective that the Lord has for His children depends on our knowing the code. We must know the code, give ourselves to the whole commandment, the word of God, the gospel. It depends on that word being central in our lives, so that our reactions in the battlefield of life are controlled by that code, the truth, through, and this is really important, through the power of God's Spirit at work in us. It's the Spirit that gives life. We'll talk about that in a minute. Jubilee in 2020, we've got to double our efforts. We've got to become a people of the book, all right? People who know the code, people who know the whole gospel, a people who know the mission of our lives and the good purpose, the good purpose of our Father for us as a a family and for the lives of our children. We've got to be Readers of the book, and I know you are. (laughs) I know you are, and I just want to encourage you to double your efforts, to be readers, studiers, students of the book, listeners, those who have their breath just taken away by the working of God on display in His Word. Does this book bore you? Are you bored with the book? Don't want to discourage you, want to encourage you here. If you are, some of you are, if you are, ask the writer of the book to make it come alive. It's his book. It's the spirit who lives within us. It's his book. Ask him to make the book come alive. As you read, as you think, as you meditate, as you journal, ask. Don't think that just by reading the book will come alive. It doesn't depend on you. It depends on the Spirit. So you must ask. Make it alive in my life in 2020, in our life as a church in 2020. You can complete a reading program of the whole Bible in 2020. Helpful, good, wonderful. But it won't make the book come alive. It's the Spirit who gives life. You must ask and read. You must ask and meditate. You must ask, 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 and remember the Word. So in 2020, let's be dependent on the writer of the book by asking and let's give ourselves to reading and meditating and learning and growing that we might carry out the whole commandment of this book. This book, The Whole Commandment, is a book of remembrance. It details for us the working of God in and through the lives of broken people just like us. So, as you read it, remember this is God's determination to make us His people and fill us with His life so that we might truly live for Him. It's God at work. It's God at work. And that's what you're going to read as you read about Abraham. Read about the God of Abraham at work in Abraham. As you read about David, read about the God of David at work in David's life. Don't sit there and go, oh, I need to be like David. No, you need to be like the God of David. David, imitate Him and Ask Him to work in your life. He will. He delights to give you the kingdom. He wants us to enter that promised land. He will go through with us through the wilderness for our good. He created us that we might follow Him in the obedience of faith. Verse 2, listen. You shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 days in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. What is God's desire and design in his work mentioned in in these verses? He works to help us see our foolish pride so that we don't end our lives being blind and regretting the years given to us. No, he humbles us so that we see our foolishness and repent and turn with humbled hearts, eager to follow his word, eager to study, eager to live by the code of the kingdom, the gospel. It's his delight to work in our life jubilee. Lots of people will look at Israel's 40 years of wilderness wandering and go, Whoa, whoa, what a God. Yeah, pretty angry, isn't he? 40 years for the sin of unbelief. My goodness. What kind of a God. But don't you see the heart of God? Don't you see it here? He was working for their good. He knows how long he needs to to work that work. Let him be God. But he's working for their good. Good. He's, he's rooting out that heart of unbelief and he's seeking a heart that understands, like Jesus understood, that man was created to know and follow the Creator, God alone. And this is why Moses says to the people, and you shall remember the whole way. This is the key. We study and examine and learn the whole commandment so that the whole way all along the journey of life, until he takes us home, we can remember the goodness of our God and the purpose—the purposes that He has for our lives. They're all spelled out in the Word of God. Well, what were they to remember the whole way, throughout the uh, the journey of their life? Well, look right there in verse two. What does it say? What were they to learn or to remember? They were to remember that the Lord was leading them and working to turn their hearts from unbelief to the obedience of faith. Remember Jubilee. We're going to walk through some hard circumstances in 2020 as a family. Remember, the Father of all is working in our circumstances to teach us and to help us see with our own hearts that we are given the opportunity to cry out for His salvation, His help, every moment of 2020. It delights His heart. You know what glorifies Him? When you call out to Him and He saves. When you call out to Him and He shows up that glorifies him. He says, call on me, and I will deliver, and so you shall glorify me. So God wants, that's what he desires, is he wants jubilee to be a, a, a place where as we walk through the hard things, we turn to him in humility and cry out and say, Lord, save us. Give me the courage to speak. Give me the heart to respond well. Give me the love that I need to to care for this situation. Lord, I need your spirit leading, guiding, directing. Well, how did God do this? Verse 3. He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. Why? So that he might make you know. That man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Family, when our, when our minds are filled up with the information of this age screaming at us from all our screens, when our minds are filled up with that, when our minds are consumed with the, the possibilities of loss of our lifestyle, market might crash. Savings will be gone. My lifestyle when our our minds, when we're consumed with the possibilities of loss, when we find ourselves discontent, when we find ourselves craving what the other person has, some other resource, we are believing the lie that man lives by bread alone. It's a lie. It's a crafty lie for truly we do need the sustenance of which that which the world provides. Jesus said that in Matthew 6:32. But when we pursue the things of this world and that becomes our life, we have believed the lie. And it easily becomes our focus of life. When we find our minds and our hearts operating from a self-centered focus and no longer expectant of God to work, in and through us by the power of His Spirit. So when the text says that He humbled you and let you hunger, we tend to think negatively, of course. I don't want to be hungry. We tend to think negatively and wonder, how could a good God allow allow hunger to be used to humble a people? But quite the opposite is true, isn't it? For what happened in the Garden of Eden is this. We believed a lie on that day that we have continued to believe. And it is a lie that states that we are sufficient in ourselves to make our own decisions and to provide for ourselves. Now, we would never say that outright. None of us would say that to one another. But it's life, the way that we live our lives, the way that we respond that reveals when we are believing that lie. And so we want the gospel to be filling us this year in 2020 so that when that temptation comes to think like that, what what jumps up by the power of the Spirit is the Word of God. And it gives us a better response, a way to respond in in a manner that pleases our Creator. In His mercy, God is opening the eyes of Israel, eyes and hearts and our own too, To realize that we were created to be joyfully dependent upon Him. (laughs) Did you hear that? Joyfully dependent upon Him. Our life comes from the mouth of the Lord. Man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Our life comes from God. And we all nod and we agree when we hear the words that we heard two weeks ago where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me go, oh, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Yet how easy it is to know this to be true and then to give our hearts and our minds to the world. So when the woman at the well, John went through these a couple weeks ago, but when the woman at the well in John 4 says, when she hears that there is living water, <laughs> there's, there's living water and that's available that would quench her thirst forever, she cries out, Sir! Give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw from this well. And guess what? That needs to be our response. If the Word of God can provide that by the power of God, by the power of His Spirit in 2020, our response should be, Sir, give me this water so that I don't have to come here and draw from this well what God is trying to teach Israel in the wilderness is that you don't have the ability to draw water that will quench your thirst. And you believe that is true for each one of us. We were created to be happily dependent upon our daddy to draw the water from the well. You haven't got the strength. You haven't, as John Piper once said, you haven't got a bucket. You, you just, you, we don't have it. God is excited to give it to us as a family in 2020 as we give ourselves to the study of Him. In our homes, in our homes in 2020, let's open the Word of God. Let's open the Word of God often and allow the Spirit to teach and grow our family toward Christ-honoring thinking. In your MLGs, in our small groups in 2020, let's open the Word of God and let's expect God to provide everything that we need to bring about His purpose for our lives. In our gatherings here as Jubilee, let's come with a hunger To hear the whole commandment of the Lord and help one another carefully walk in obedience by the power of the Spirit. God's gonna take care of us, Jubilee. He's gonna take care of us. He knows what we need. He will discipline us because we belong to Him. We're His children. Isn't that comforting? But He'll do it for our good. He'll do it because He loves us and He wants us to know the abundance of Him. He will discipline us so that we might know the joy of keeping His commandments and walking in His ways with hearts that are full of faith and peace. So hear the word of the Lord, Jubilee. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do. That you may live and multiply, and go in, and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you, and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. So that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you. Your foot did not swell these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you so you shall keep the commandments of the lord by walking in his ways and by fearing him and now let's let's begin this year of 2020 by remembering by remembering together remembering together the cost of our salvation. Jubilee, Jesus gave his body and blood just as a lamb was killed and eaten at Passover feast. A lamb was killed and eaten while its blood was placed over the lentils of the door, entry into the home, as a sign to the spiritual powers that this home was a household of belief. So you see what we're doing today? We're saying, we're saying to one another and we're saying to the spiritual power of darkness, we are a place of life and peace. The blood of Christ is over our life as a family here at Jubilee.